there. You may be wondering why the pink suit. Well, so the world can see that I have a big ol' heart on. That's heart with a T. For my new obsession, pink. The color, not the pop singer. Personally, I'm more of a Celine kind of guy. Pink is tied, like a beautiful ribbon, to a cause very close to me. Cancer. So, Omaze and I are joining together to scare up some serious cash for fuck cancer. I'm gonna donate the very suit off my back while giving you a chance to own some movie marketing memorabilia. What you do from there is limited only by your imagination. Will you add it to your weekly wardrobe rotation? Does it become a colorful addition to your S&M dungeon? Or will you simply nail it to a post in order to scare away birds, children, and the elderly? Visit the website below to get all the details. This is one fight where everyone can be a hero. No superpowers, capes, or lame CG costumes needed. Just your money. Seriously, we need that. These suits aren't cheap. Head to amaze.com forward slash Deadpool and together, let's fcancer.com. Hey, welcome to the newest 90, episode 92 of Art and Jacob Do America, uh, featuring Dr. E.B. Castillo, and actually we're going to be featuring our good friend of the show, Mr. Jesus Fuentes. What's up? So we just want to give you a heads up. This is a little bit of a heavier episode. We still have fun. We still have good times. We still make uh, probably inappropriate jokes, but you know, it is uh, overall a little bit of a heavier one, just just so you guys are aware. There, there's a... There's a lot of references to medical terminology as well as food. So if you are a foodie and a nurse, this is your episode. There you go. So with that said, everybody, enjoy the show. We have that. Like I work out like seven days a week, even though it doesn't look like it, I still maintain chubby, right? <laughs> I, the seven days a week just to maintain yeah. chubby, right? Um, no, I took a goddamn day off, dude. And by day off, like I mean I didn't do anything. I just stayed in bed for like the next like fucking eight hours or whatever. Didn't have like a hangover per se, but like I just felt like I was getting sick. Yeah. And I was just like, you know what? For the record, fuck Bush Mills. <laughs> <laughs> fuck Bush Mills. Don't dude. anybody buy their products. Don't don't fucking support them. Don't buy stock. Don't even think about uh, sponsoring this podcast because if you do, whoa, whoa, whoa! Now hold on a minute. Let's not turn no, no we're money. Not yeah, we're, we're not sellouts. We're not sellouts. We're not going to accept a sponsor. It depends on how much money that no. they want to give us. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll take half from Jameson and a quarter from Proper <laughs> over the hundred percent from Bushmills. So Bushmills, you get. One finger up, and that by one finger I mean the middle finger. And you can see exactly. Oh damn it, you gave it away. I was gonna say for the listeners, you can see exactly what finger Jacob means if you come and listen and watch us on YouTube live. <laughs> yes. So, uh, well, I guess we're gonna fucking, start this shit. Dude, yeah, I guess so. Fucking uh, at the end of last week, um, Elizabeth. Elizabeth loves drunk Jacob. By the way, oh really? <laughs> she loves drunk <laughs> Jacob doesn't? on the podcast. Who doesn't? But I'm a happy drunk. But yeah. yes, you are. But also, like, uh, I, I, she can't pick me up. I get in the car. You come out and you're talking to her about stuff and like you're hanging over, you're like hanging in the car over me in the passenger seat. <laughs> and really? Like, and yeah. And I was I like, remember oh. this? Yeah. And like, and I was like, oh shit, I forgot. I don't remember what I forgot, but I forgot oh, something in damn. here. So I come inside. I'm low key scared to hear this. I get, I grab, <laughs> I grab whatever the fuck it was that I forgot. I think it might have been my the coffee thermos. And I go back out to the car and you're in the passenger seat talking to her about whatever the fuck you were like. And both of you are just laughing and shit. And oh, it was fucking awesome. It was fucking great. And then. 
And then I walk up and like, oh, okay, yeah. And you get out, and then again, I, I sit down, and then you like crouch on the side of the, on the on the sidewalk just outside my open the open door, and then you reach in and like you're again you're like hovering over me talking to Elizabeth. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. Like yeah, yeah. So there you go. J- uh, uh, drunk Jacob is is adorable, Jacob. Yeah. Oh, thank you, thank you, yep. thank you. Yep. I've always been told that I'm a very happy, yep. lovable drunk. So. You were just, I think, I think much further, and it might have gone because you were just, just on the right side of sloppy Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> sloppy, <laughs> like, there, Jacob. like there were definitely some things going on over there, you know. After we, after we were done recording, you know, but uh, yeah, you weren't, you weren't quite that far. I apologize completely. if I crossed any lines, no, sir. No, I respect that. Elizabeth Warren no, no. with all my heart and soul. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 it's, it's fine. You, I, neither one of us had any problem with you honking her boobs. It's cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? no, it's the honker. <laughs> Whoa. Well, it's it's no. well documented that Eric doesn't mind the threesome. <laughs> well, there you go. Yes. No, no, you didn't do that. You didn't do that. Okay. Oh, thank God. I was about to say <laughs> shit. I was going to say, and the look in your face, which again, it was fantastic. And you would have seen it if you were watching on Facebook or Yahoo, YouTube, YouTube, YouTube. YouTube, YouTube, YouTube live. That's I guess we, we all have to have a Me Too moment. I That's guess. right. I don't know. I'm sorry. Go. I apologize. <laughs> what about you two? How was your uh, next day after last week? Uh, I was pretty, I felt like shit because I, I went out after. The oh, podcast. shit. Oh, so fuck. I went home and my roommates were ready. They were like, oh, the, the, the Uber's on the way. I was like, oh, fuck. Okay. So I get in the Uber with them. So I jump, literally jump out of one Uber to the next. <laughs> and then we get downtown and they start handing me beers. I think we took some more shots. And then like by midnight, I was like, all right, guys, uh, I'm done. I'm going mm-hmm. home. My Uber's on the way. They're like, what? I was like, I already over- ordered myself an Uber. I'm done. I'm going home. By the time I got home, I had the spins. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how I managed not to throw up, but I somehow managed not to throw up. And then I woke up the next morning. And I was like, why did I drink so much tequila? It was the tequila that yeah. I tasted. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you had the Bushmills. I had the tequila. Yeah, okay. You know what I think we fucked up with? Like we try to do too much on these. Uh, so next year, let's just stick to one brand. Let's, yeah, let's get a let's just get a bottle between like bottle and some beers between us. Yeah, yeah. yeah because yeah. I think like when we mix all that different fucking liquor, like I think it. Because I remember the year before too. Like I I felt okay, but like I was like, God damn, I got too many chemicals in my body yeah, and yeah, shit. Yeah. Like it wasn't sitting well. And now I'm a year older. I'm got less testosterone going through me. <laughs> I would think someone who works out as often as you do would be able to recover. Because of your metabolism, mm-hmm. I would think you would just be able to bounce back. I think th- if I didn't, I would be fucking like throwing up and having a headache because I had no headache. Yeah, I think right. later on I actually started to do a little bit of yard work. But like if I was anybody else, I think like I would have been like, oh, I'm fucking done for the next week. Because Sunday, oh shit, it was on and popping. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I was like outside fucking for like the last like 18 I, hours. Yeah, I went out Sunday. But I didn't drink because I had to work mm-hmm. Monday. So I drove my friends around and we went to uh, Murphy's and Pyrenees and they ended up getting drunk. But I didn't drink Saturday or fr- or Sunday. Oh, good. Yeah, didn't feel good sen- Saturday, and then Sunday I just had to work Monday. I knew if I started, it yeah, it was gonna be bad. Uh-huh. Yeah, it'd be two in the morning, counting down the hours until I have to wake up to get ready for work. Yep, <laughs> yep. Yeah, so let's okay. next year. Let's just stick yeah. to one let's brand. Just stick to one brand, and let's yeah, yeah. But <laughs> although I will say, I, I do think uh, doing it on a Friday night instead of Sunday like normal, I think that was that's smart. The way to fucking go, yeah, yeah. Okay, my Saturday was fucking. I was I was just moving kind of slow. I I, I drank throughout the day. But you you're a I mean? professional, yeah, though. No, I am. I am. I, that's what I say. I was just a little slow. But we hung out. Um, we uh, uh, we started Game of Thrones. Alex, what season what I mean? are you on? Uh, we're still on season one. We're still on season one. Oh, dude, you this are. Is, this is literally like a week. Like a week, dude. You are in for a tra- but, amateur. Yeah. yeah, amateur. It's but, okay. Yeah, I mean, if I was gonna watch it, which I won't, <laughs> if I was gonna watch a show, I'd be like in season four right now. Yeah. in a week's but, time. See, Asus, <laughs> I know you're being super critical about Game of Thrones, but I promise you, sir, 
when you do watch it, because I do believe you will watch it soon, if not soon, but sometime in your lifetime, you are going to have, <laughs> you're going to look at, you're going to look back at this and you're going to be like, God damn, why didn't it start this sooner? Because you are in for a goddamn treat. To me, I- this is the greatest show that I have ever watched. I, I already kind of get it. I understand because because already, you know, just a few episodes in, it's like there's so much fucking going on. So many different characters, so many different storylines, but it's all done well enough that it's not confusing at all and you care about like mm-hmm. each one, at least up to this point. You know I mean? Only a few episodes in, but yeah, so we started Game of Thrones and just had a few drinks and then Sunday, for any of you that follow my Instagram, you saw that I had a couple of beers and a cigar, read a book in California history and that was my St. Patrick's Day because yeah, like you said, Jesus fucking, I had work the next day. I'm not trying to... <laughs> Not trying to get that fucked up. We are thirty as fuck, people. <laughs> we got responsibilities uh, and shit. Anyway, oh, before I forget, still uh, last thing on the Game of Thrones. Um, Alex, Alex, I did this for you. Did this for you, baby. Um, <laughs> you know, you slid into my DMs talking about how I got to start Game of Thrones. Which, by the way, Elizabeth said you need to stop sliding my DMs unless you have nudes. Because goddamn it, I ask for nudes every fucking week or almost every week. And Elizabeth said, you know what? I don't know why women are are, are sliding your DMs and not giving you nudes. You need to get, be getting nudes. And you I said, I know. You I know. got the ones I sent you? I, oh no, shit. I think new I number. did not, dude. New number, dude. Who did you who did you send those dick pics to, dude? You? No, oh, no, no, Jacob. No, <laughs> I just get, I just want some some honest feedback. You guys are honest guys. I want to know, like, should it be I, going to the left like that? Is it the right angle? Am I using good lighting? Should I put a filter on it? Should I wear a thumb ring so it looks nicer? Am I good? Should I accessorize? I want to know. I want some fucking de- like designs in the in the pubes, sir. Have you guys ever seen? I have that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> have you guys ever seen Blue Mountain State? No, no. Uh, it was a show on uh, Spike, I think, uh-huh. and it was basically about guys that were in college and college playing college football for a big program. Uh-huh. And uh, one of the, the main guys, he ended up being, um, he ended up playing uh, Raphael on the Ninja Turtles. Oh, okay. He's oh, the nice. one that voiced him. Big fucking guy. Looks like fucking. Looks like uh, Ivan Drago's nephew. Like, that's what he Damn. looks like. He's like 6'3", fucking blue eyes, blonde hair. Just looks like uh, Hitler's... of a man. Looks like Hitler's fucking wet dream. I, I was, I was going to say, fucking Hitler's got a hard on from the yeah. grave. Yeah. But uh, he... So he he's like the fuck up on the team, but he's also the best player on the team. And so he... There's a whole episode about cockpicks. And Denise Richards, I think, ended up being on the show. And so someone accidentally sent a cockpick to her... And then he was just like, oh, you're doing it all wrong. He had a whole set of like <laughs> bracelets and rings to wear. Oh, my and God. And like the right angle and everything. So I just, I was, that's where I got the whole, well, I just need to know what, how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> there's an art to a dick pic. Damn. That's for record, forethought, man. God damn. For the record, there's no Jacob Picks and dick pics out there. <laughs> I doubt that. We You've never be... in your entire life said one dick pic. No, I'm, not, I'm a classy man. That's, that's true. You well, are. never mind. I'm not going to say anything. I have. I'm my, my tongue. <laughs> I've, I've, been, I've been guilty of it. It was, it was by request. It wasn't like I was just fucking flash flooding hey, everyone with dicks pics. Someone asked for it. I said, sure, why not? What's that, airdrop or whatever? No. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine airdropping it to your neighbor. Oh, God. <laughs> Anyways. Anyway, but in all seriousness, like Elizabeth didn't have a problem, but she wants to know why I'm not getting more news. Like, she's very excited. Like, when the fun day finally comes that I get a news, she wants to know because she she'll be very excited. We will excited jack off me. together. Yes, it'll be fantastic. That is love right there. Yeah, we well, actually we probably won't. I, I probably won't jack off to it at all, but, you know, it'll probably be Jesus' dick. And it'll be it'll be classy. It'll be nice, but not not quite my thing. Nice so, stubborn. But regardless, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway. <laughs> dick pics. All right, so... All right, uh, so uh, so as 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 we've, uh, I, I'm pretty sure everyone's figured out by now. We got Jesus Jesus Fuentes in the house today. 
What is this your sixth time now? Six or seven. And uh, he is he is uh, hanging out in uh, in place of Senor Trejo, uh, whose first name I think is Arthur, uh, because uh, you know uh, there were other other uh, obligations that were made, and so uh, you know we got uh, we got Jesus. How you doing, Jesus? What's it doing? Pretty good. How's your cock? Mm, lovely. No, good. good. <laughs> Glorious. Good. I think it's the, the right term to Glorious. describe it. That's exactly what popped in my head. <laughs> no. All right. So uh, as we discussed in the last podcast, where we hinted at at least, yeah. uh, I was going to come on and tell a, a new story. Uh, unfortunately, it's also another sad story, uh, much like my first one, uh, which kind of actually timeline works out as well. It was right around the one-year anniversary of the Vegas shooting, I was actually, yeah. rem- I actually remember preparing to go to Vegas to, with my friends to be part of the, re- uh, the anniversary. And I ended, up, uh, I ended up coming down with what I assumed was uh, pneumonia. So I, uh, being who I am and stubborn, I didn't actually go to the doctor. I just went and got <laughs> some uh, antibiotics from my, uh, my Mexico plug. Let me, let me <laughs> ask you this. Were they Mexican antibiotics? Yes. The good shit. Okay, yes, yeah, yeah. The good so, shit. So, yeah. I, they weren't was, antibiotics. They were antibiotics with the, with the <laughs> little, with the little uh, um, fucking thing over the eye. Yeah. I can't think of what it's called. Accent mark. The yeah. Accent mark. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just doing the fucking Nike swoosh in the air. Yeah, yeah. man. <laughs> uh, just do it. So it was actually the day after Village Fest is when I actually started feeling sick, sick, where I had actually a cough that produced phlegm. And l- leading up to that, I had a cough, but it was a dry cough for a very long time, which I just kind of ignored because, again, it was a dry cough, so... Yeah. I didn't think, you know, if it started producing any, like, actual phlegm, I would actually be nervous. So that's what happened that Sunday after Village Fest. I woke up, and I was coughing up green shit, and I was like, ah, oh, fuck. I'm actually sick. So uh, I started taking some antibiotics. I ca- actually called in sick to work that Monday, which I have never called in sick to work as an adult. Mm-hmm. That's really good. Admirable. Because yeah. I just called out Friday. <laughs> <laughs> I never call out. Because like, I never get sick. So I I assume I have pneumonia. I take these antibiotics. Uh Sunday I feel terrible, Monday's the worst, Tuesday I actually feel pretty good, so I go to work on Tuesday. Uh, Wednesday I feel super good, like I feel like it's working, and then Thursday, Friday it just goes back to the normal where I just feel like shit. And that whole time I uh, was experiencing like a shortness of breath, where if I walked anywhere for anything over 20 feet, I'd be out of breath. Like yeah, walking to yeah. my car, to my truck from my house would wind me. Yeah. Walking from my truck to my desk at work would wind me. So I just... Again, I took that up. I just figured that was pneumonia. Uh, so Friday, I, I go to lunch, and I, I remember I felt particularly bad that day. I think I was the worst I've ever felt. And so I I was sitting in my truck eating my food, and I was just miserable. And I was like, okay, I convinced myself. I'm going to go to the ER after work. Yeah. And then hope they'll probably admit me because I'm that bad. And then uh, I'll just spend a day or two in the ER, and then I'll go home. And yeah, I'll yeah, be back to work right. on Monday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was the master plan. So I went back to work, and uh, I'm sitting at my desk, and uh, my legs felt like they were falling asleep. It was weird. So I looked down, and they're just fucking swollen as shit. So I was just like, oh, fuck. I guess I'm going to the ER right now. <laughs> so I went and told my boss, and I drove myself to the ER. And uh, I had a park. I went to the uh, Mercy downtown on Truxton. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I went there, and I couldn't find good parking, so I had to park really fucking far. So again, oh my God. <laughs> walking yeah. to the ER... I had to take two breaks, two breaks just to get to the ER from where I parked. And then by the time I actually got to the ER, I was sweating profusely. I was out of breath. They thought I was having a heart attack. Yeah, yeah. So they immediately took me to the back, and uh, it took them 20, 30 minutes to actually get my, my breathing back down to normal. They gave me breathing treatments, uh, oxygen, everything. 
And they were just like, we're pretty sure you got pneumonia, so we're going to go give you an x-ray uh, of, your ch of your lungs. So I get the x-ray of the lungs. They come back. They're like, you definitely have pneumonia. But we also saw something in your x-rays. It kind of looks like clots in your lungs. So we're going to do a CT scan. I said, all right, you know, more bad news. Yeah. So I get the CT scan. They come back, and they're like, yeah, you definitely have clots in your lungs. You also have um, something around your heart. And I was like, what do you mean? They're like, well, you have, it looks like fluid built up around your heart and it's crushing your heart. And that's why you can't catch your breath. And I was like, okay, so what happens now? They're like, you're going to have a heart procedure in about 10 minutes. Oh, wow. Ooh. Ooh. And I was just like, okay, is it serious? They're like, no, it's not that serious. It's, it, it's serious that we have to do it this fast, but it's not like a, a dangerous procedure. You're going to be awake the whole time. And I was like, all right, well, that doesn't sound fun either. Uh, so they take me back to the CT. They did it in the CT scanner. It was, oh, a, shit. it was a live, yeah, it was a live procedure. They cut, I believe under this rib, they cut a little hole and they, uh, I guess it's a sack that sits between your heart and your lung. Mm -hmm. Um, and that was filling up with fluid. Okay. So they, they, uh, punctured it and drained it. Mm -hmm. And I felt immediate relief when it oh, happened. Wow. I was like, oh shit. Okay. So, so they went like between the ribs, like under your left nipple kind of, uh, yeah. 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 Probably right here. I have a bunch of scars right here now. Yeah. Um, but it was like the first one was like right here. It was actually directly underneath my nipple. Yeah, <laughs> I remember. Because uh, I joked with the doctor that he was going to give me a third nipple. <laughs> um, but I felt immediate, uh, immediate relief. Like it just, I felt the difference. And he was just like, yeah, you would have. So they ended up draining. It was a liter and a half of fluid. Oh, God, God. damn. Crushing my heart. Yeah. Luckily, there was no structural damage done to my heart. Because it was only, I guess, that whole week was... It just building up. Yeah, that's why I felt so bad the whole week. It wasn't just the lungs. The lungs were bad, but it was the heart that made me feel like shit for a whole week. God damn. So they uh, they sent the blood out just to uh, test it, and they're like, "We want to know what, what why it happened. We're thinking probably like some sort of infection that got to your heart, but we don't know. There's a small chance it could be cancer, but we're gonna test it. But you're gonna be here a while because your pneumonia is really bad. The clots in your lungs are terrifying. The clot that the reason your leg swelled up is you threw a clot down there and that's why your leg swelled up. Yeah. If you throw another clot, you can easily die. So they had to put me on like high dosage blood thinners, which mean I couldn't move. Right. Uh, I had uh, high dosage uh, antibiotics and then they, uh, they were, they, they kind of just like left me be for a couple of days. My family came in and they took care of me. They watched me, but it was pretty much just uh, maintaining my symptoms. The, the, uh, pneumonia, the, uh, the clots, they wanted to make sure the clots at least got uh, broken up a little bit. Right. And they wanted to make sure I didn't throw any more clots. So that was uh, about a week straight because I checked myself in September 14th. And then uh, a week later in the morning, which was weird because I, I, the doctor made me call my mom. I didn't really want to call my parents. But he, she was just like, if I had a son who was having this procedure, she, no, she told me, I have a son that's about your age. And if he was having this procedure and didn't even call me, I'd be very upset at him. And I was like, all right, you're right. Let me call yeah, my family yeah, yeah. and let them know. So I called him and they were all there. So they got, took it upon themselves to make sure that I was never by myself. Mm -hmm. So they like took shifts of someone sitting by me. And so it just so happened, like literally the only time that I was by myself <laughs> was uh, September 21st. The doctor came in and he was just like, we got your blood results back. And the fluid around your heart is cancerous. Oh God. But we don't know where it's at. But we know it's cancerous. And yeah. I was like, so you're telling me I have cancer, but you just don't know which one? And he's like, yeah, we're going to scan you from head to toe now. Yeah. And we're going to figure out where this is at. And I was like, all right. So like, I got that news when I was by myself at 8 in the morning. Like literally the only <laughs> time in the entire week I was by course. myself yeah. 
that's when the news gets. So um, they scanned me from head to toe, and they still don't tell me, which I thought that was super weird that they didn't tell me uh, where, what they found. They just scanned me, and then they said, okay, we're going to release you, and then you're going to go meet your oncologist at KMC, which here in Bakersfield, it's, everyone kind of thinks of it as the, the ghetto hospital. Yeah. Because it's in the ghetto. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it is. <laughs> it is like the border for the ghetto. Like, yeah. everything uh-huh. below KMC is like... South Central LA. So. <laughs> Pretty much. I grew up two blocks south of yeah. it. Yeah, same here. <laughs> I went to high school right across the street from it, yeah. Um, so uh, they released me, I think, on a Tuesday, and I met my oncologist on Thursday. And by the time he met me, I had already lost, uh, I think, 20 pounds. Damn, dude. Goodness. So he met me. The first time he met me, I was I walk around about 2.30 is where I like to be. And he met me at like 2.10. And he, he took one look at me, and I was on oxygen. I had to be on oxygen the whole time, so I had oxygen tanks with me at all times. And my even at that, my oxygen level wasn't great. So your oxygen level, you should be oxygenating in the high 90s. And I was doing low 90s on 15 milliliters of oxygen. Yeah. So he wasn't. He he just looked, took one look at me, and he was just like, man, you're you're super sick. Like you need to be in the hospital. I'm going to readmit you. And I was just like, all right, well, whatever. Like, I don't give a fuck at that point in time. I was so yeah. miserable. I was just like, just tell me what we got to do. Tell me what we got to So he thought they already had told me. But no one, at this point in time, it's been 10 days, 12 days since I've been admitted, and no one had told me what I had yet. Yeah. Oh, they just geez. told me I had cancer. They didn't tell me what kind, the degree, or anything like that. So he thought I knew. So he was trying to hint at it. And I was just like, wait, what do I have? And he was like, they didn't tell you? I was like, no, no one's told me anything. And he was just like, oh, you have uh, stage four non-small cell lung cancer, God and it God. spread to your liver, adrenal gland, and your spine. And I'm sitting there like, wait, what do you mean? Like, I have stage four cancer. You're fucking shitting me. Like, I, I feel sick, but I don't feel like I'm dying. And he was like, no, you have stage four. It spread. If it spreads, it automatically is stage four. Yeah. Which I was just like, okay, well, I guess that kind of makes sense. But I don't, feel like, <laughs> I don't feel like I'm dying. Yeah. And so he was just like, well, I'm going to admit you as soon as I can. So that was a Thursday afternoon. He admitted me Sunday morning uh, to KMC, and I spent 28 days there. Oh, and I forgot even to tell you guys this. When I was in Mercy, then they, uh, when, they, uh, when I was at Mercy, they did for the first scans, they told me they, couldn't, they didn't know where it was at exactly. Well, they lied to me. Um, but they said they didn't know where it was at. They knew where it was at. Because they ended up doing a lung biopsy of my right lung, and they ended up collapsing my lung on accident. <laughs> and they didn't notice it until two hours later. So I, the whole time I was there, so I'd already been there a week. God the whole damn. time I was there, I hadn't uh, taken anything for pain. Like, they were offering me, and I was like, no, I'm okay, guys. Like, I, it, I'm in pain, but it's manageable. Yeah, I, I'm fine. I don't need anything. They kept on offering me morphine. And so when they did the uh, the lung biopsy, they went in through I think right by right by my armpit, and they uh, it's a big long needle, and they had to do it through the CT scanner as well, and uh, they punctured it almost immediately because he's like he's like warning me like oh well, because I was already coughing a lot, and he's like I need you to stay still, and I did a really good job actually of staying still so he could do this surprisingly because I couldn't before, and. Almost immediately, I start coughing up something, and I'm just like, oh, man, sorry. I, I tried to keep the coughing down. The nurse grabs a towel, covers my mouth, and wipes it away. I'm thinking it's phlegm. Um, so he keeps going, and then he stops, and he's like, we can't do it, and he walks away. And I was like, okay. So then they, like, get ready to put me back in my room, and I look over, and the fucking towels that she was wiped, using to wipe 
my mouth were covered in blood. Oh, he God. punctured my lung almost immediately. Yeah. And that's why I was bleeding blood right away. Like just spitting up blood. But I didn't know. I thought it was phlegm. Because uh-huh. she just kept on wiping it away. Which is a good thing. Because I think I would have panicked if I would have saw the yeah, blood. Yeah, right, right, right. So yeah, they punctured my lung. Sent me back to my room. Didn't really even tell me that they punctured my lung. I'm sitting there. I, I took morphine at that point in time. I said, okay, yeah, you guys can give me something now. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sitting there. I feel good because I'm not in pain for the first time in weeks. And I'm sweating profusely. And my sister's like, are you hot? And I was like, no, it feels fine in, there. fine in the room. They're like, you look like you're hot. You're sweating. And I was like, oh, shit, I am sweating. So after about an hour, we told the nurse. And the nurse is like, okay, come back. And then she came back and she was like, I, don't need, I need you to not drink or eat anything. And I was like, so what does that mean? Like, you guys have to do something now. Like, I know that. I was in the hospital long enough when they tell you not to eat or drink, they're about to do a procedure right. on you. Yeah. And I was like, what's going on? Like, what do you guys got to do? And they wouldn't tell us. They still wouldn't tell us. And so my older sister is uh, on a waiting list to get into nursing school. So she's, you know, medically a little savvy. So she goes with me down to get the, the procedure. But they, again, they still won't tell me what it is. Um, and basically, they accidentally say the, the medical term in front of her. And then she was just like, you guys collapsed his lung. How do you know that? Because I'm <laughs> training to be a nurse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, they kicked her out of the room after that. <laughs> of course. Oh, fuck. Uh, of course. Yeah. So, yeah, they didn't, they didn't want to tell us that they collapsed my lung and they had to reinflate it. And, it. and it turns out to be the lung that was the one that had the worst cancer in it was my, my right lung. Oh, of course. So that's the one that they uh, accidentally punctured, fucking collapsed, and then had to reinflate. So I have another scar. Where is that one? Like right here from... Uh, uh, on the right, under your right nipple. Yeah, under my right nipple from them inflating. So ladies and gentlemen, if you're keeping count, he has four nipples now. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's right. it. That's Keep it. counting at home. You can make this to a drinking game. Uh, so All together, we have seven nipples at the table. <laughs> I got more than that, guys. <laughs> uh, the cuts didn't end there. No, I got like three. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm I team three too. I got a lot more holes than that. Okay, so <laughs> red seven. Said. We'll keep going. We'll part keep of going. the story that's is where I, I got more holes... <laughs> Uh, it keeps going. So I get to KMC, and uh, surprisingly, I get really good treatment there. Again, <laughs> what we're thinking, we all think the same thing. It's, KMC. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's a great hospital. Great hospital, great nurses and doctors. Um, so they they want to uh, start me on chemotherapy, but I'm not actually well enough to be on chemotherapy because I was so sick because of the pneumonia. So now their goal is just to get me back into uh, good enough shape to actually survive chemotherapy. Wow. So they put me on high dosage antibiotics. Uh, by then, the pain had gotten really bad because of all the procedures that they were doing to me. They eventually the the bleeding uh, around my heart wouldn't stop. So they had a they took a they did a oh, a chest tube to drain it right, and then they took it out and the blood came back. So they had to do another chest tube. So there's another hole in my chest, and then. That one, they took it out, and then it came back again. So finally, they're like, we're going to have to have surgery. So they transferred me to San Joaquin on no, Chester. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so I had heart surgery there. That one, they actually put me under, and they actually went directly under, uh, directly between these two ribs um, below my nipple. So, so again, left going, nipple. Okay. Uh, instead of going down the middle, which most harsh, harsh procedures will have you crack open your sternum, they went between my two ribs, but they broke them essentially. Yeah. So they cut me open, hit it with the rib splitter, cracked it wide open. And then what they did is they cut like a little window into that sack. So 
the fluid still to this day, if they didn't do that, would still build a rope around my heart. Oh, God. I'm, I'm so, going to say right now, I want a rib splitter for my meat. I want a rib splitter for pork. I do not. That sounds delicious. That sounds amazing. That sounds fun as hell. I do homie not. Homie's fucking dying. You're thinking about barbecue rib <laughs> I do not want Did a rib splitter. Did you eat lunch? <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking you, hungry, dude. Fucking you didn't eat lunch. Hey, you got it on Taco Bell before you came over. I know. I was, I was balls deep in Taco Bell when you guys t- uh, text me. All right. Anyway, so they got you with, with the, the delicious sounding rib splitter. Yeah, the delicious, if not for this particular situation. On humans, Did they dry rub delicious. you, sir? They, they could have. I was asleep. I'll tell you right now. I went to sleep with underwear and I woke up without a <laughs> so somebody had I have no idea someone, where those underwear went. My sisters asked me when we got back to the hospital, like, where's your underwear? I was like, I don't know. They give you a bag? They usually give me a bag. Like, no, there's no bag. I was like, okay, well, I guess I don't get those underwear back. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Were they clean? Yeah. I mean, clean-ish. Okay. <laughs> I, had, I didn't Ish. get out of bed. I mean, I was bedridden for, at that point in time, I think, a total of like 15 days out of like 17 days because I only had like two days yeah. out of the hospital or three days out of the hospital between... Um, Hospitals between uh, Mercy Downtown and uh, KMC. Okay. And then from KMC, they ambulanced me to San Joaquin, and then I was only there for that night. They did the procedure, and they fucked that up, too. Oh, my God. So uh, they warned me before the procedure. They said they're going to put you under, and they're going to do a, a, a breathing tube and all that. And then, you know, um, when you wake up, you'll have that. And I was like, you guys should probably restrain me. And they're like, why? And I was like, if I wake up and I'm confused... And there's a tube in my mouth. There's no telling what I'm going to do. And they're like, are you serious? I was like, yeah. And by then, my sisters had already seen it. When the nurses try to draw blood from me when I'm half asleep, I immediately wake up and grab their wrist. And that's just how I am. Like, you can't move around me like that if I'm half asleep. I'm going to, I don't know. That's my, I guess, my fight instinct. So up until then, all the nurses, my sisters would warn them, don't try to wake him up like that. Like, literally wake him up out loud. Yeah. Don't try to be all, like, soft with him because he will violently react because he just doesn't know what's going on. So I warned them. I said, you know, you guys should probably just restrain me. And they're like, are you serious? I was like, yeah, I don't want to hurt anyone, but if I wake up and I don't know what's going on and there's a tube in my mouth, I'm probably going to react violently. Right. And they're just like, okay, we can do that. So instead of restraining me, here's what they did. They woke me up, but not all the way. Oh, shit. So they half woke me up to take the tube out of my mouth. Uh-huh. So they, they gave me the stuff to, to wake me up, right? But they didn't give me any pain medicine. Ugh. So they gave me the stuff to wake me up from the anesthesia, but they forgot to... They were, I guess they were supposed to give me fentanyl, but they didn't. So Somebody fucked up. Someone fucked up. So post-op, they took the tube out of my mouth, and uh, like, but they had to half wake me up for it because... You have to like gag, right, to get it out. Yeah. So they did that and they took me to the post op room where my family was. And when I woke up, I was just in excruciating pain and I could feel everything they did to me. I can feel the ribs, oh, the broken ribs. Fuck. I can feel God the damn. cut. I can feel the flesh wound. Uh, I can oh. feel my throats being sore. And I was just like, Okay, is this like I as calm as I could? I started telling them, okay, when are you guys gonna give me something for the pain? And they're like, we already did. And I was like, no, you didn't. And so it went from insisting to screaming at them in a very short amount of time, telling them, like, you idiots, you didn't give me anything. I'm standing here, I'm laying here in pain. I feel like I'm fucking dying, and you guys haven't given me anything. And one of the doctors is like, well, no, it says here they gave you fentanyl. I was like, they didn't give me shit, bro. Like, I'm telling you right now, I feel everything that they did to me. One of the fucking uh, respiratory therapists 
was saying something about giving me a breathing treatment. Literally, like as I'm waking up, she's talking about giving me a breathing treatment. And I have a fucking hole in my chest. Mm-hmm. And she's talking about putting me on this machine. Um, I think it was the CPAP. And it actually uh, pushes air into your yeah. chest. Oh, fuck that. And I was telling her, no, I'm not going to do that. Are you fucking kidding me? I just had surgery on my heart, on my chest. And you're talking about expanding my lungs? And she's like, well, it's going to help. And I was like, no, like, what the fuck's your problem? I think I eventually threw a towel at her. <laughs> like, Because I was just like, get the fuck away from me. And I was actually restrained at the time, but not like I thought, like where they would keep me. The, I had yeah, slack. Like- so like there was a towel and I was like, get the fuck away from me. And I threw the towel at her. <laughs> I hit her in the face with it um, with like a short, short leash. And then she got all mad and my, her and her, my sister got into it. My sister's like, cause she was telling, she basically told my sister to tell me to man up. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I just had my fucking ribs cracked open with a delicious fucking rib splitter. Yeah. Had to operate. Oh, fuck. The, the respiratory therapy. Let me ask you this real quick, because uh, about a month ago, uh, my girlfriend and I, we, I took her to the emergency room because, you know, she had a really bad um, fever and whatnot. And we went to San Joaquin, or not San Joaquin, but uh, Mercy Downtown. Mm-hmm. And it just felt like, like they kind of like lag. So like... When you're going through all this, like, are they like on top of it? Like, do you have like yeah. a buzzer or something? Like, do they oh, come yeah. immediately? Yeah. Because with her, it was like it felt like 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 forever just to you know to be like, hey, like what what's going on or whatever. Like, it would take almost an hour for them to come back just to answer a question. Really? Never mind, you know, giving treatment. And it w- wasn't even a busy night. And it was just wow. It was so. But they were on top of it. Oh like, yeah, they were uh, they were all over it. They okay, everyone was kind of uh, uh, bewildered about what I had when I was at Mercy because no one knew. Like they're like. They would look at the chart, the nurses, the doctors, and they'd all kind of be like, man, this is weird. Like, you yeah. don't smoke or you don't. So why is your lung so bad? Why do you, you have, you never had pneumonia before? I was like, I've never had any of this before. My first time ever being in, admitted. Yeah. And so they were just like, everyone was kind of blown away. Like, how did this happen? And even after the diagnosis, all the doctors are still the same way. Like, you've never smoked. I've never had a cigarette a day in my fucking life. Mm-hmm. I've smoked cigars, but you don't even inhale those. So I don't know. They don't actually know how I got it. The best bet is that I inhaled at some point in time um, a flake of asbestos, and Oof. it and it rested in my lung, and then from there it it turned into cancer, and then it mutated. Yeah, God damn it, because um, it had to mutate for it to spread. <clears throat> so I have a mutated version of the non-small cell ca- lung cancer. So the uh, yeah, they fucking broke my rib and all that, and it was terrible. I had a terrible experience at San Joaquin. Fuck San Joaquin. <laughs> That's at the actual real ghetto hospital, too, that, from what I've heard, yeah. I'd, I'd never even thought to go into that one, because like, I'd much rather go to Memorial on 34th. Yeah, yeah. me too. That's what I thought. Then I would yeah. go to uh, San Joaquin downtown. So I, I, don't, I don't know. I guess they have a good um, cardiovascular doctors there and stuff like that and surgeons. So that's why I went there. But, man, fuck that place. They fucked up every, everywhere they could. They fucked up. They stole my underwear. <laughs> we'll get you some new underwear, man. <laughs> I will say. I've, I mean, okay, I, I've, I've dry humped a lot. Uh, well, that's how we started. <laughs> that's how we started. That's huh? where we started. All so right, I accidentally damn. smacked my computer. So it wouldn't be a proper Jesus episode if I didn't fuck something up. Because <laughs> I mean, the, the first episode, which for like a long time was like our most downloaded episode, when you survived a fucking mass shooting, the worst mass shooting in American history. Um, that is literally the worst audio quality of all time for this show. But 
but it was one of the most downloaded ones and um it's no not good. anymore huh it's not anymore no dude you got replaced by two motorcycle gangs the hell's angels and motorcycle the clubs motorcycle clubs uh, i mean yeah clubs clubs jesus christ <laughs> that's not fair yeah not, it's just one of me and there's a whole two gangs clubs <laughs> clubs i'm sorry dude, someone fucking, just died downtown and, i know i knew the guy yeah he me made too. the best fucking tacos in the world god damn rest <laughs> in peace God, I'm swearing the best tacos I've ever had in my life were that guy Mikey Smash's tacos. He used to be at um, Bricks. Was it, was it still Tonic at the time? I don't know. They had gone through so many fucking names. It's the same place. Yeah, it's the same place. But they used to do Taco Tuesday, and you could do like a $10 unlimited tacos. Ooh. And this fool, I, was, I tripped out because he was always tatted up even back then. And he looks like a cholo. Um, but he would talk to me about food, and you could tell this guy went to like culinary school of some sort. Because he had like curry, chicken, fucking tacos. And the asada ones were marinated with like Mediterranean uh, spices. Uh, and then he had his own fucking sauce that was purple. I had no idea what was in that, but it was fucking delicious. Oh, my God. And maybe that's what so it was. Good. Maybe that's what it was. He got shot over the recipe. I, or stabbed. I, I, wouldn't, stabbed rather. I wouldn't put it past. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. it was that good. Like, I <laughs> promise you, I've had a lot of tacos in my life. That was still the best tacos I've ever had. Where a guy with fucking neck tattoos uh, who infused fucking uh, curry and Mediterranean into fucking tacos. That God. sounds I'm good. I'm fucking right hungry, now. dude. I'm I want some flaming skewers with some chilaquiles burrito. So I'm man. telling you right now, right now, this is this is maybe the the tastiest cancer podcast on the internet. Right now, <laughs> right hey, now. we can Son of ribs. Man. We have claim to that. Yes. <laughs> Everyone else's podcast about cancer was not this delicious. No, it was we not. We cornered that market like we cornered that market like the Jack off micro- corner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's been a 30 minutes in first reference to the jack-off corner. That's probably the latest. Yes. Yes. So anyways, as you were. Okay. So uh, <laughs> we were just talking about how terrible uh, yeah. San Joaquin, Joaquin downtown was. That's right. And that, it was that passion uh, oh, that, yes. that forced Jacob to go Hulk on his fucking he laptop. Fucking... The hammer of Thor that came down upon the computer. <laughs> That's what happens when you lift seven times a day. Or seven times a week. Yeah. Just break shit yeah, all the time. Fuck, you never know when that fucking... Uh, HGH is going to fucking kick in. Anyways, um, go ahead. Okay, so yeah, Sam Joaquin uh, butt-fucked me, uh, stole my underwear, broke my ribs, uh, did fix my heart. Huh? Silver lining. Uh, Silver lining? <laughs> they fixed my heart. <laughs> it's like, like, you know, all this bad stuff, but they did this one like, little thing, I guess. A, like, we can find a, this little they bit. They did a lot yeah, of I mean, bad they things. Just... They did a lot of bad things. Fucking goddamn respiratory therapist told me to man up. I can't believe that bitch. Like, I hate calling women bitches, but goddamn, that, that, she's a bitch. <laughs> they're, sitting there, they're sitting there and telling me 30 minutes after fucking open the heart surgery that I should fucking man up and do a breathing treatment. Uh, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, it's warranted, sir. I'll allow it. <laughs> so then they uh, ambulance me back to KMC. And then so at KMC, uh, by this time I'd been there. And again, they're just trying to get my uh, pneumonia under control um, to get me strong enough. Because uh, at that point in time, I'm not even eating either. Like nothing, everything, everything that you think will go bad with it at that point in time went bad. The pain started coming, uh, the joint pain, uh, the pain in my back was the worst because that's where it uh, had spread the, the most to was my spine. And then the breathing was obviously shit. That's why I was on oxygen. I couldn't move without my oxygen levels dropping. So if I'm lying completely still, my oxygen level would be like 95, which still isn't great. Yeah. No. But it's and still, yeah. If I fucking got a, or if I grabbed something, like if I reached, or if I was feeding, feeding myself, my oxygen levels would drop to 80 something. Fuck me. Just eating. Yeah. 
going to the bathroom, my oxygen levels would drop to like high 70s. Just getting up to go uh, poop. Because mm-hmm. I, I had to pee in bed. They wouldn't even let me get up to go pee. Yeah. They gave me one of those uh, little milk carton angle thingies. Yeah, yeah, Which yeah. I so love, by the way. They could measure and all that stuff. Yeah. It's got the, got the leader marks on the side mm-hmm. of where the fuck. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Which I love, by the way. I stole one. Which <laughs> is how they probably make Bushmills fucking whiskey. <laughs> that is the not delicious part of the podcast. The Bushmills was definitely not delicious. I don't even want that shit in my bar. For the record, guys, if you when you come into my house, I have this glorious bar. But I don't know why I have a bar in my house. I don't even drink. But I have this glorious bar, by the way, that has you know the, the proper whiskey that you bought me, by the way. Thank you. You're right in the middle. And for some reason, I put the Bushmills back. I'm throwing that shit away right after this podcast. I yeah, I'll give it to Eric. I'll take it. You know, Eric has good memories of Bushmills. Yeah, I, yeah, me and Bushmills have a good time together. All right, last time we were, we were talking about why the fuck do you have 151? Are you, who are you trying to kill? Yeah. <laughs> There's no like, reason like, to have 70, ha- 75 and a half percent alcohol Especially when you don't drink. You're not You're not going to make a fancy drink to like float it on top of and light. You know what I mean? Fucking Summer's coming in. That's poison, bro. <laughs> I mean, if you if you ever run out of gas, I guess you could use it in That's a pinch. True. That's true. <laughs> but that thing is unbelievable. I wouldn't even have that if I had a bar. That's for sure. I wouldn't have 151. I remember years ago, I was hanging out with uh, a buddy of mine and his neighbor was some kid. Like they just turned 21, some shit like that. And we were outside and drinking and whatnot. And the neighbor's friends came over and they're all little kids, right? Um, little kids. They were like 19 to like 22. And um, they, they bring this bottle of uh, 151. And they're like chugging it. They're like, oh, oh my God. Like, I don't know how the fuck they got it. And like, the guy that got it was like 18. So I, I'm assuming that they bought the 151 because that's all he could get. And so they're chugging it, going, like, oh, oh my God. And so I did this parlor trick kind of thing that I'll do sometimes where I'll take the shot. I gargled it. Oh, I God. It, I spit <laughs> it back into the shot glass. I showed them. And then I took and then I took the actual shot. And they they praised me like I was fucking God. And I was like, you goddamn right. And I fucking, and I've done this several times with other liquors. You know what I mean? And, you know, because, uh, I drink. He's an alcoholic. I do. I, I, it's what I do. <laughs> but kidding. but in this particular case, um, I, I I know better than do it with uh, 151. And so I, I I did that. Brought it back in. I was like, you goddamn right. And I fucking walked. I turned around and says, I'm gonna be right back. Walked into the apartment, ran to the bathroom, and threw up right away. And I, <laughs> but I didn't tell them that. And came back out with the beer and had a few more drinks. And they were none the wiser. Stupid kids. Until now. <laughs> Until now. Anyway. Until they listen to this podcast and be like, God damn that Eric. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, life is a lie. I knew he couldn't do it. That pussy. Bullshit. I did. Don't you fuck. I did it. Just, you know, I don't normally do it with 151. Anyway, back to cancer. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible. Uh, don't do it. But yeah, so... Um, but by now the pain has gotten serious. Obviously, I've broken ribs, so there's additional pain to everything else. Uh, so now I'm on a pretty heavy regimen of pain uh, medicine. I'm on morphine drops, uh, a liquid morphine that they would give me every four hours, like a 10 millimeters or whatever, yeah. on top of the machine that constantly drops. And then I was also on oxy cotton. Wow. So I was on uh, a lot. And then they were giving me antibiotics. They were giving me uh, blood thinners, uh, diuretics, because obviously all that stuff fucks your stomach up. Something right. else to help you, the lining of my stomach, because it could eat away at my stomach. So I'm on everything. And uh, they want to do an MRI uh, to see if it's spread to my head, to my brain. But I can't lay down. Mm-hmm. Because if I lay down, I start coughing up, because the pneumonia was still that bad. So they literally had a, uh, and then the heart thing too as well. So they had to get me just good enough to where I could lay down for 15 minutes flat on my back for the MRI. And uh, that was like a week and a half process. During that week and a half, I was obviously at some point in time, probably high. Yeah. Um, 
And so the doctors would ask me about like if I was having side effects and I would lie. So no, I'm fine. I feel great. There would be times where I would be confused, uh, where I wouldn't know where I was at, where I would have memory loss, all of this. And my poor uh, mom and sisters thought at that point in time, they thought that the, bra- the cancer had already spread to my brain because I was forgetting so many things. And I, was ha- I would wake up confused and not knowing where I'm at, but I would lie to the nurses because I didn't want them to stop giving me pain medicine. Right. So there was a point in time where I literally woke up and um, what's it called when you wake up but you can't move? Sleep, uh, sleep paralysis. Sleep paralysis. So I woke up, uh, full sleep paralysis, and uh, I somehow was able to get words out. So they, I don't know why they tucked me in, but I was fucking burning up. Mm-hmm. That's what woke me up as I was burning up. And I was trying to tell them to, to get it off, all these blankets off because I physically couldn't myself because I was sleep paralysis. And the doctor's just standing there looking at me. So I, I'm getting mad. I'm like, look, dick, I'm fucking hot. Take this shit off of me. And he's just staring at me. I was like, can you hear me? And I look around and people are looking at me. I was like, okay, so you guys can fucking hear me. You just choose not to take this shit off of me. So eventually I was able to get through the whole sleep. I'm still yelling at them. But about 30, 30 to 40 seconds later, I eventually am able to move my arms. Uh-huh. And I start ripping everything off of me, including my gown. Oh. And I threw Ooh. it at him. So I have a habit of throwing things again. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. But they weren't doing anything. And then my sisters came in. They're like, what's wrong? And I'm yelling at them still like, these fuckers aren't doing anything. I'm telling them I'm hot. And they're just standing there looking at me like dumb fucks. And then eventually, like, uh, my, my sisters, like, grabbed a bunch of towels and wet them and, so, and it cooled me down. But they were like, well, you're, you're, uh, the, the, the monitor says you don't have a fever. And I was like, what does it say? They were like, 98.6. I was like, my resting temperature is 96.8. Like, I am naturally cooler than everyone else. And so when it's 98, I actually do have a fever, assholes. But they didn't fucking know that. So I'll, What I'm hearing is I'll drink with you, but I don't want to get, like, stoned or anything like that with you, man. Like, you, you, when, <laughs> I don't get when, stoned. When barbiturates and whatnot, opioids and whatnot uh, are in your system, eh, then things no, are... No, it's just the... like... It was just like, uh, why are you just standing there looking at me and yeah. I'm asking you to do something and you're just going to stand there? Yeah, like, I could see that, too, because it's like you... Fuck, you fucking cracked open your chest and you got all this shit going. You don't know... What's going to happen? Like, I would probably react the same way because it's just like, goddamn, even like with our recent experience in the ER with my girlfriend, I was just like, are you guys just like more concerned with getting your nails done than like helping her? Because like, you know, it's just like, it's, it's really, it gets, when you're in that dire, actual dire needs situation, it's just like, dude, react now because this is what I'm going through. And it's yeah. just, that's the frustrating part. Yeah. Cause I would, you know, just, you know, not to sidetrack here, but like even me, I was like getting ready like to get up and be like, Hey, her fucking, her fucking temperature is like going up wildly. Her heart rate's going up wildly. Can somebody fucking do something? Not just come in and give her a glass of water. Like, you know, oh, it's just like, it's right. just like, this is bullshit, right? No, yeah, give her a glass of water because I didn't thought of it. I didn't think of that. Yeah. I didn't no, give yeah. her a fucking, oh my God, why didn't I think of that? This is why you went to med school. Fuck. No, dude. Glass of water. Extra, it's the extra fluoridated stuff. It's the yeah. extra fluoridated <laughs> stuff, dude. That's, that's what it is, man. That's the good shit. Yeah. That's I the good shit. I can't wait till Art gets back. I want to <laughs> fucking ask him about it. Anyway. Um, Okay, so uh, flash forward, I actually get well enough to where I can get an MRI, and thankfully it hadn't spread to my brain, which is a huge relief for everyone because we all literally thought it had right. at that Thank point God. in time because I was uh, hallucinating. Well, I wouldn't say I was hallucinating, but I was definitely getting, uh, I was losing track of time and waking up confused, not knowing where I was at. Well, you're on a constant drip yeah. of morphine. Yes, That'll const- do that too. And oxy drip, too. Oxy, and then additional morphine every like four hours. Fuck. Um, so my doctor was like, it was like, give him whatever he wants. My doctor is still like that. He's still like, <laughs> anything you want, I'll give you a prescription for it. You're in pain? 
90 more oxys. Like, he don't, Ooh. my doctor, yeah. <laughs> wow. My doctor, <laughs> my doctor is great. He like, I, I told him, I was like, oh yeah, I was, uh, have a little bit of Harvard. Oh, okay, I'll write your script right now. Uh, no, I'm okay. I'll just uh, lay off the fried food. Like, it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's all about it. Like, he, he's, my oncologist is great. He's actually, probably the only reason I'm alive right now is he, when he met me, he himself, he told himself, he told me later, but he told himself that I probably only had about six months. Because yeah. he kept on talking about quality of life. And when you're talking to your oncologist and trying to ask him straight questions, he won't give you any, but he keeps on talking about quality of life you're just like fuck yeah uh he he thought it was a weird case obviously for a 32 year old who's never smoked a day in his life to have lung cancer um he uh talked to his mentor who's from new york my, my uh, doctor's indian um so he did his i guess his residency in new york and so his mentor retired but he talked to him about it and he said he probably has a mutated version and if he does, there's new medicine for that mutated version that works better than anything else. So my doctor tested the blood that they drew from my heart, and it came back inconclusive. So then he drew blood from my arm, and it came back inconclusive. So he was just like, most doctors probably would have just said, okay, he probably doesn't have it. Right. Uh, when, they, when I finally got well enough to actually do chemotherapy, they built uh, something in my chest called a portal cath. And a portal cath is basically like what, what they give you chemotherapy through now. So back in the day, they used to, used to have a, something built in your chest, and you'd have like loose wires hanging out. And that's what they would plug in, and that's what they would give you chemotherapy through. Now they build this in my, my chest, and they literally just plug it in with a needle, and that's what they, and it's, it's uh, connected to all my main veins through my heart. So when he, when he had that built in, he said, okay, I'll draw it draw straight from your heart. That should give me a better answer. So he drew the, the blood from my heart. And uh, that was like, I think, he did that like probably the same day I did my first chemotherapy session. And he, uh, he just sent it off and he was like, all right, we'll find out in a couple of weeks. I think I was on my third chemotherapy session when he actually, I was in the chemotherapy lab and he came in and he told me, you have the mutated strand, we can start you on a pill. And it's a medicine called Alcensa. And it's basically, I take this pill every 12 hours. And from my understanding, it basically starves the cancer because the cancer that I have is a mutated one and it requires a very specific protein uh, to grow. And so I just, I'm essentially on a protein blocker for that specific protein and it essentially just starves the cancer and keeps it away. Yeah. Okay. So there's no cure for what I have. It's just it's maintaining it and keeping this medicine. And he said that at any point in time, the cancer can mutate again and at which case we'll go back to chemotherapy. I was gonna do immunotherapy, which I guess is a more uh, targeted version of, of uh, chemotherapy. And so he, if it does mutate, I still have a good chance because I have all the other options. The, uh, there's another medicine very similar to mine, and then there's um, immunotherapy, and then there's chemotherapy. But the chemotherapy, I was actually responding to very well. I felt like shit like the day after, and then two days later I find, and I would have huge improvements um, in the amount of oxygen I was on. When I first took uh, the first chemotherapy, I was at like, I think 50 milliliters. And like two days later, I dropped to 10 millimeters. And then I think after my second chemotherapy, it would drop from five to 10. So my lungs were improving. Everything was actually going in the right direction. And then we got the good news about the mutation. And that's when I, got, I started the new medicine. I was on that medicine for about a month and a half before I stopped taking oxygen. And then Eric, you saw me somewhere in the middle of all yeah, that. Yeah, I saw this you. This is where we found out. Yeah, yeah I saw you. Um 
after your, I think it was after your first chemotherapy, um, I swung by to pick some. Oh, I left like an earbud or something yeah. like that in your truck. So the I came last, by to pick it up. Yeah. yeah, the last fucking uh, uh, St. Patrick's Day episode yeah. that we did. I guess you had left that uh, headset in there. Yeah, and I had totally spaced on it. And then, like, I don't know why, but it just clicked one day, like, oh, I know where the fuck that thing is. Fucking what they do, son of a bitch. <laughs> and because um, we had talked about it, and I. Yeah, whatever. Um, but yeah, then I saw you and you come out the, you come out the door and you've got the oxygen mask on or you got the, the yeah, you had yeah. the mask on. Yeah. And I was like, oh, holy shit. And it was like, yeah, you know, probably wondering where I've been. I'll be trying to, you know, stay kind of low or whatnot. Like, uh, I've got lung cancer. Oh, oh fuck. I never remember. <laughs> uh, Eric was just like, hey, um, low key, um, I went to pick up my headset and I was like, okay. And he goes, uh, and he tells me this and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> the Cause, hell? Because this was like in this was in October. This was like this was yeah. This, you'd already gone through. Yeah, that would, already my go- first, that would have been my first cancer treatment. Was in October. Yeah. Yeah. Right, so you've gone through your whole uh, this whole adventure in the fucking hospital. You 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 had your fucking panties stolen. Fuck. You get you get your panties raided. You had your fucking uh, ribs cracked open deliciously. You fucking you know had your piss <laughs> turned into fucking bushmill. You got dry rubbed. Fucking. Uh, you started throwing shit. You got restrained, Hannibal Lecter style, all of that stuff. And like we found out well after that. You know what I mean? So, I I was in the hospital for a total of I think thirty seven days hospitalized. Wow. Yep. Wow. And uh, yeah, I didn't tell anyone. I just didn't. Uh, yeah. Which I, which I get. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally, totally. And that, and that's why, you know, I think uh, when we found out, it was Lung Cancer Awareness Month, and so we, we kind of made a thing on it, but like, hey, you know, just low-key, you know, we, we got a thing hitting the family, but, you know, just There's no specific. And, I didn't yeah. know it was a Lung Cancer Awareness Month. Yep. Yeah. We, it was like it was like October. Like, uh-huh. I, like literally, it was, it was a, um, oh, shit, what's it called? When uh, you find out about something, you start seeing it everywhere. Um, Oh shit! I don't remember, yeah. but it was like, yeah, you told me. We talked about it, and then like the next fucking day, I saw it in the news that it was like lung cancer in his month. I'm like, oh shit! Okay, yeah. odd coincidence. Yeah. Right? I, I swear to God, I didn't know there was a thing. Uh, I don't think I've ever met anyone who got lung cancer. I've had a couple of people that I've known get ca- different cancers, but I've never known anyone to have lung cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, it's a thing to get it when you don't smoke. My doctor yeah. said like 15% of new new lung cancer. Uh, patients are, don't smoke. And then on top of that, the one that I have, less than 5% of people have the mutated version. Is it something, too, because I know Bakersfield has some of the worst air quality in the nation. Yeah. Did they say it could have been something to do with that? No. Wow. And it's not like I breathe more than anyone else. Really. <laughs> <laughs> Breathing was, all the white man's air. Hey, Seuss. All the, all the big old nostrils breathing all the air. <laughs> you um, got some lovely nostrils. You do. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, no, I, they really think it's asbestos. And I uh, helped rebuild my mom's house seven years ago. Okay. Built in the 40s. And at one point in time, I had to take a fr- apart the window frames, um, all the window frames, and put them back together. Let me and, ask you uh, this. Are you like me? Because I remember before you told me all this, because we kind of talked about it last week. Um, and, it, you know, my parents, and, or my mom, I don't have, we have one parent. Um, and, you know, and everyone else in my family is like, hey, when you do yard work, you know, because I marathon yard work. I do it for like 12 hours a day, like when it's summertime. And I don't wear a mask. You know, I paint the house. I do all my fucking shit without a mask. And they're always telling me, you need to wear a mask. And since you told me that, like, with, it could have been an asbestos chip, I'm sitting there looking like a goddamn crip with, like, three fucking bandanas on my yeah. face and shit. Like, I am not getting cancer today. Yep. But um, were you like me where it's just like you just did all that I, shit? Just, yeah. I, yeah. I didn't wear goggles. I wouldn't wear Just raw dog yeah. that shit? Everything, yeah. yeah. I had to fucking rip the frame out of the windows. <laughs> Uh, rebuild it and then I had to take a I took a skill saw and, and uh, 
tied back the uh, the safety guard and I fucking grinded a bunch of the fucking uh, shit off so I can actually put the frame in. And so I was at one point in time just covered in sawdust and other, like from head to toe covered in it. <sighs> and so I'm pretty sure, sh- like if there was asbestos at some point in time, that's that, probably... That I mean, I'm shredding it with a fucking yeah. skill saw. Yeah. Uh, and it's flying everywhere, and I have no goggles on. I got no mask on. I'm not even thinking about it because I'm just trying to get it done because it was a Saturday, and my mom asked me to do it, and I was just, like I said, I was just trying to get it fucking done. Done. I, I banged it out in like an hour and a half. I replaced 10 windows. Do you know what that is? Yeah. It's that immigrant mentality. That's immigrant mentality. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that was, yeah. I was just trying to get it over with. I didn't give a fuck about safety or mm-hmm. anything like that. I'm like, let me just get this done. I want to fucking enjoy my Saturday. She had me come over like at nine in the morning. I was out by fucking eleven. <laughs> <laughs> got it done. I got Shit. it done. I wasn't. I wasn't dicking around. I was there to fucking get it taken care of, and then, so, my mom actually brought it up, and I was like, "Yeah, that's what I was thinking too." That, yeah. Because they they mentioned the asbestos thing, and one of the doctors said, "Like, yeah, it literally just takes one little flake, uh, in your lung, and it just sits there and mutates." Yeah, it just and, yeah. Sorry, and, that jingling might. I don't know why, but I just got excited about it. You know what I mean? That's all. <laughs> um, Fucking no! I, I remember um, when I was in college, I had a, I had an internship at a in a uh, radiology department at a hospital in Simi Valley. Not not like the not the radiology, uh, the X rays and all that stuff. And um, the radiologist would come through, and he would do you know because for the most part, text did almost everything. Yeah. Um, like as far as imaging and as far as like you know uh, dealing with patients stuff like that. Um, the the actual radiologists would come through when something invasive had to be done. And to do like the final look over of all of the scans and whatnot, and there were two. There was there were two radiologists in particular I remember because I would see them together all the time. And one of them, every time he had to do a, um, uh, uh, every time he had to do something, he'd just come in, you know, throw on a fucking uh, um, uh, lead vest, you know, just toss it on real quick, do what he had to do, you know, and then uh, and then leave, and that'd be it. You know what I mean? And this was usually like uh, spinal taps. So what, you know, he's he's not like just putting the needle in, like. The x-rays are live, and he's watching the screen to see where he's putting the needle, and that's why they needed the radiologist to do it. The second radiologist would come in. He would get the lead. He would get his lead vest on. Then he'd put on lead gloves. Then he'd get a lead thyroid cover, and he would do all this stuff, make sure everything is set, make sure all of the techs are, are out, you know, are they themselves protected. Then he would do the thing. Then he'd, he'd come back. He'd make sure everything was turned off, and he'd take it all off. And it's like, why, you know, somebody asked him, you know, why, why do you, you know, there's such this huge difference and it was like, the the first guy just said, you know, yeah, I want to I want to get this done as quick as possible. You know, what are the chances? I've done this a hundred times, a million times, you know, whatever. And the second one was like, well, yeah, I, you know, but it only takes once. It only takes that one fucking time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Fucking. And so that's. It's, well, why why wouldn't he want exposure? To, doesn't that give you superpowers? That's right. That's what I thought. <laughs> That's that's why I never wear gloves when I work in the lab. You know, I mean, I'm trying to get superpowers, man. Fucking, I'm trying, trying to get to bit out. by radioactive spiders. God damn right, maga brain or not maga. Oh, <laughs> what the fuck? What? <laughs> fucking radioactive beams turn you into Hulk and yep, shit. Yep. Actually, I work in f- with fucking chemicals and fucking oil. Dill. I'll probably become meth man. I will have the ability to like shoot teeth at you out of my mouth. You know what I mean? Fucking. By the way, I will say this. Last night I got for some odd reason got the meth? galaxy gave me free. <laughs> <laughs> I got uh, free tickets to see an advanced screening of Shazam. Right, um, April seventh. By the way, that's when it officially comes out. <laughs> DC has let us down too many times. Right, Shazam. Probably one of the best superhero movies. I had a feeling that it was going to be good. I talked to my roommate. I texted him. I said, you're going to watch this? Because we're both uh, big Marvel fans. 
And he said, probably not. And I was like, I have a feeling it's probably going to be like their Deadpool. You know, it could be that good. I just, yeah, I don't know it's, why. Yeah. It's in that vein. Yeah, I Deadpool. had a feeling like it's because it's low budget, just like Deadpool was. And uh, it's kind of like the dark, the, right, little, right. the dark horse of their, of their universe. So I, I don't know why. I, I had a feeling it was going to be good. And uh, sounds like it's going to be good. I'll probably watch it now. Yeah, uh, I, I know, you know, it, there was, a, the, Jacob, obviously, you gave it the rave reviews. Uh, fucking, uh, I saw uh, a bunch of uh, uh, critics talking about it and like they're saying that this might be the best DC movie to have come out which is like that's pretty fucking ballsy man you know what I, I mean I don't know I mean other than the fucking Batman trilogy though DC universe is kind of DC is kind of yeah they well they, they're saying that they're gonna fucking um, reboot not reboot everything but they're like totally changing course like well, they're not gonna do like the big like a lot more standalone movies instead of you know the they the, did uh, they got James Gunn uh, who did Gar- both Guardians uh, to uh, direct or write uh, the new Suicide, Suicide Squad. Squad. Yeah. yeah. So they're going in the right direction. They yeah. got the right guy. Um, sounds like they lost him because he's actually going back to do Guardians. I 3. guess he's doing both. He's gonna tra- he's gonna do Suicide Squad two is gonna come out and then Guardians will come out. So there's gonna be a, the but, timeline's gonna be be able. To but work the only with reason them, but. he did, I think, he did Suicide Squad two is because uh, Disney fired him. Yeah. Over uh, some old tweets, yeah, which yeah, yeah. I can't. I mean, they weren't even that bad to begin with. But like, who cares? <laughs> Yeah, that was that was some that's that's a whole other fucking shit ca- topic to start, right there. I wanted to start a trend of uh, uh, fire me twenty twenty five where I just write inappropriate tweets and then hopefully get fired in, <laughs> in six years. I've I, I fucking I, I said it before on this fucking podcast. You know, what I mean, we joke around. You know, we do all that stuff, but uh, because of this podcast, none of us are going to get the presidential nod. You know what I mean? We're not going to run this great no. nation of ours. You know? I mean, even oh, and I posted this to our, our um, Facebook. I guess MySpace deleted all content. And I put, oh, thank God, because those MySpace years, <laughs> I wrote some very fucking questionable things. I still think about it. I know Art said this as well. He's just like, he goes, man, if anyone goes back to those old MySpace posts, like he goes, My, I'm fucking done, dude. And I'm like, yeah, as well as me too. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, I was just mad when my mixtape got deleted. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, that, they had that, to. They had to get rid of it, dude. Man, that shit was burning down servers, man. So yeah. fucking fire, man. They couldn't contain it. There's, 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 so, there's a reason why there's a bunch of Jadens now. Because <laughs> I, I, it's baby making music right there. Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, there's a reason. Start you, calling you the Eiley. You're the, the other Eiley brother. There's uh, eight Jadens that you know for a reason. They all were conceived to my mixtape. <laughs> Call them the immaculate conception. You, you are, you are the long lost Eiley brother. That's what it is, dude. <laughs> Imagine that. So how are you feeling now, dude? Like, yeah. that's the, like. Uh, well, so I think I got off oxygen in December, which was a huge, uh, huge leap because I was on oxygen for a solid four months. So I was finally off oxygen. Uh, I just wanted to get back to work. I hadn't worked for four months. So I talked to my boss and they were all for it. So I started back to work February 1st, um, without any restrictions whatsoever. My doctor was on board with it too, cause I don't have a hard job. I work in an office. <laughs> <laughs> If I worked outdoors, I think it'd be a different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotta get back on the rig. Yeah, imagine that. No, he he was on board with it, so I got back to work, and then uh, when I went back to work, I was actually still very much on pain medicine. I stopped taking morphine pills, I think, in December, because I just didn't feel like they helped. And it, the, with the morphine pills, I had to take other medicine to counteract like what it does to your stomach. Right. So when I stopped taking morphine, I I didn't want to take morphine because I didn't want to take those pills. And I didn't feel like the morphine helped at all. So I stopped taking morphine, didn't have to take those pills, had a terrible withdrawal from morphine. Like Ooh. fucking awful three-day withdrawal of morphine. And then I continued to take Oxy. 
Um, and I would try to quit like every two weeks and it just wouldn't work. Like I still had a lot of pain and wow. I wouldn't take a lot. I would take practically one every six hours, one every eight hours. And then towards the end, it was one every 12 hours. I would take one in the morning and then one to go to bed. That was it. And then one day I just forgot to take my afternoon one and I felt fine. And then the next day I woke up and I didn't take one and I felt fine. And then before you know it, I'm off oxy. I haven't taken an oxy in almost two weeks now. Oh, that's good. Damn, there you go. Yeah. Well, I had a friend who told me his nephew got addicted to them after he was diagnosed with cancer. So yeah. I was just like, uh, yeah, I don't want to do it. Which Although is, they work. Don't get me wrong. They work. <laughs> fucking, of course. <laughs> and, people, and I hate it when I told people, when I tell people while I was on them, they're like, oh, it must be nice to be high all day. Uh, I'm in actual pain, bitch. Like, yeah. <laughs> you don't understand the concept of a pain medicine? If you take it while you're in pain, you don't get high. If you take it while you're not in pain, you get high. You yeah. understand the difference, right? You have to do something with those chemicals. Yeah. yeah. It's a... It's a uh, blocker a pain receptor blocker so that's all it is it's not actual treating the pain i'm still very much in pain i just don't know it yeah um so yeah i hated that when people were like oh you can do that you can you finally take one yeah i'm in pain <laughs> <laughs> that's I'm how not, that's how fucked up this opioid opioid academic is yeah. uh, the fact that you know these are i mean okay if they're really the best option or not that's debatable but these are legitimate medicines you know yeah. what i mean these these have a fucking purpose and you know, not only is it like, you know, are they getting beans uh, abused so much, but it's to the point where anyone using it, whether it's legitimate or not, you know, the general population is looking at like, oh, you, 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 stop, you high motherfucker. Yeah. Well, you high like, motherfucker throwing towels everywhere and fucking, <laughs> you threw your underwear. I know you did, No one took it. No one took it. You threw your underwear out the window, man. That's, that's I what I got to be careful. I got a cannon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Randy Johnson. <laughs> not that kind of cannon. I ain't killing birds or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. But, but um, my my question to you is is though um, I know like I said I referenced you know the last uh, trip we took to the emergency room you know my girlfriend immediately got a bill for like almost three thousand dollars and she has insurance like is your insurance taking care of you like how is that going on Well that's the thing I didn't have insurance yeah. I opted not to have insurance because our insurance sucks which even if I had insurance I think my bill would still is probably still be in the six figures Wow so since I didn't work for four months and I think it was two months before uh disability actually kicked in yeah. I just filed for Medicare and they said oh you haven't worked in 30 days cool you got it cool well, there you go fuck it yeah so you're completely taken care of then. yeah yeah because that was my big question yeah, yeah, yeah. that's one of the questions I hadn't asked yet because I was waiting I got a bill from Memorial uh, for Mercy it was $138,000 oh my god yeah. but Medi-Cal uh, took care of Medicare it. I called them because I got the bill after I got Medi-Cal and I was like oh Fuck, I hope Medi-Cal covers this. So I call yeah. him on nervously. And the guy's like, it was a, you could tell it was a young black dude. And he was just like, oh, you good, bro? I was like, what? <laughs> he was like, oh, I zeroed out. And I was yeah. like, Word? are you serious? I was like, double check for me, please. And he was just like, nah, man, I double checked. I saw you had a bill. But I also saw the Medi-Cal took care of it. You good? And I was like, fuck yeah. Praise God. Thank you. Man. I had that same moment, too, because a couple, like, more than 10 years ago now, I thought I was fucking dying, right? Long story short, I had a kidney stone. And then I got a fucking bill for $12,000 just to sit there. Because when you were tell saying all this stuff, I'm just thinking dollar signs. Like, oh, they had the ambulance me back here. I'm like, okay, that's $2,000. They had to do an MRI. They had to do this. I'm thinking, all right, that's $5,000. Because I was looking at the breakdown of my bill at the time. And I was like, and I was just going to man up and just pay it. Speaking I of man up. And it was just $12,000 for a four-hour stay to, just to say you have a kidney stone. And I was just thinking, wow, 30 days? How big is that fucking bill? So before, I never got one from KMC, thank God, because that would have probably been in the millions, I would imagine. Wow. Um, 
the one uh, when I was at Mercy before I got my cancer diagnosis, they were just like, okay, we're gonna treat your pneumonia and your blood clots, and we're gonna send you home. That's the plan, right? I was like, cool, works for me. Uh, I think like four days into it, uh, one of the doctor, one of the people, the admin people, came in and talked to me about uh, the billing because I didn't have insurance, and she was just like, um, it's at twenty two. Oh no, it was at thirty one thousand at that point in time. Ooh. And I said, okay. And she was like, if you pay it cash, it's 21. <laughs> and if you uh, pay it within the next 30 days, we'll cut that in half. And I was like, so 11. And she was like, yeah, like just, uh, just under 11. I was like, I can go to the bank and borrow $11,000. That won't be a problem. Yeah. And she was like, okay, that's all. Well, here it is. And if your bank needs anything from us, here you go. I said, cool. When I get out, I'll go to the bank. And well, then we got the, uh, the Medi-Cal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, we figured out. Well, I wasn't just gonna go. It home. wasn't just gonna be home and done with it. Yeah, and yeah. It's just eleven thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't go back to work at all. <laughs> I mean, it's cool in in a sense that you know, it's like, oh, you don't have insurance. Or here's here's the like, if you look at like policy and whatnot, it's fucked up and it's part of the problem. But like in this particular case, and just from your vantage point, like it's cool that it said, oh, insurance, you're gonna get this much. You you don't got that? No, we'll cut it here, here, here. Yeah, you know what I mean. So they were very understanding, and I was like, okay, 10, 10 11, I can borrow that from the bank, no problem. Yeah. I go to the bank right now; they'd give me that to me in less than a week, and you guys would be paid. And then I'll just pay them over the next two years. Wouldn't be bad. That's what I was thinking, but then the whole cancer thing, and then by the time I got to uh, KMC, my sisters already like figured it out like, oh yeah, you'll probably just we'll just do Medi-Cal, we'll do like emergency Medi-Cal. Mm-hmm. We'll just have to wait until your thirtieth day. Just, when did you stop working? I was like September fourteenth, the day I checked myself in. And then, sure enough, KMC's, or not KMC, but uh, uh, Medi-Cal, just at, they just ask you, how much have you earned the last 30 days? And we put a big zero, zero and yeah. just like, <laughs> all right, you qualify. Retroactive 30 days. Dope. Or no, it was retroactive like 90 days. So Shit, it covered, there you go. I covered everything from Memorial, or from Mercy. They covered everything. And then um, by then, they were like already starting to do the, uh, the chemotherapy. So they were just like, oh, your insurance will cover everything. Insurance covered everything except for... I, I still haven't figured it out, but I'm going to fucking jam them up about it. I got a bill for these two doctors that said they saw me when I was at uh, San Joaquin. I don't remember that. Um, they charged me $1,500 a piece. Wow. And they're saying that my current, because Medi-Cal turned into current family or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they're saying current families doesn't cover it. Huh. Or they say, well, at the time I had Medi-Cal, now I have current families, current families covered it. But since I had Medi-Cal at the time, it doesn't cover it. That's, yeah, that's something, and I was something just weird like, about that. And, and so I've called them. My sister's called them. And I told them, if I go down there and I have to give you my physically give you my insurance card and make you run it in front of me, and if that thing goes through, you and I are going to have a problem. For you to sit here and try to strong arm me for cash when my insurance covers it, we're going to have a problem. Because I know my insurance covers it. I talked to my insurance. They say they cover it. But you guys are saying, oh, well, it was before. I was like, okay, retroactive, bitch. Like, take my fucking damn insurance. Well, something about the way it shows up, and I was like, I don't care how it shows up. I'm giving you my card. Run it. Like I'm giving you my insurance information. Run the fucking mm-hmm. thing. And if it goes through, then guess what? You you guys get paid, and I don't have to come out of pocket. But you guys tell me, oh, it doesn't work. So stop trying is not the right answer. And yep. that sucks too, because here over over here you're trying to get better, and they're stressing you out about fucking money. Yeah. Like this whole thing about, I mean, this is another topic for another time. But like this whole thing with like you know universal you know healthcare and stuff like that like it's it's such a mess like no matter what way you look at it because if you you look at it on the side let's say you had 
know, 25 days, right? And you had five days of some kind of pay from your job or whatever, mm-hmm. right? You'd be stuck with, like you said, with at least $11,000 bill. Yeah. Whereas somebody just, you know, off the street or whatever, let's say they go through the same thing, they basically get a total free ride, right? So basically, you know, from that perspective, you're getting penalized if you work, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then at the same time about that you look at it, the more compassionate side of it about it, it's just like, we're paying for shit like you know you know study pigs and you know earmarking you know budgetary things for like fucking shit that doesn't even matter when we should be spending this on you know actual cases like this it it shouldn't matter if you know jesus was you know a fucking wealthy fucking billionaire from you know uh, silicon valley or whatever or just a fucking you know gas attendant at chevron or whatever or a homeless person whatever we to me, I feel like we should just cover that. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's not like, yeah. oh, he just had a common cold or whatever. And, yeah. you know, let's just cover or that. Or self-induce. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. But, like, this is, like, something, like, you're totally not at fault for it. You know? Like, I'm okay with having, you know, I'm in a very high tax bracket. Like, I am okay with my tax money going to help Jesus, you know, with every single medical bill, you know, over here. As opposed to, you know, spending on something frivolously, you know, as opposed to that, you know? And I think that's no matter what side of the aisle you your politics land like i think we can all get behind like hey let's take care of people in these situations whether you know they earn zero dollars or a million dollars i think the 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 issue that i always have with is is the government just does a poor job of managing i don't think it's i i I, I work for the government i totally agree (laughs) i think the amount of money that that the government receives in taxes from from people is more than enough to actually take care of everything that we want Except the problem is, is they just do a piss poor job of doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and part part of the problem is how how complex all of this stuff is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, I, it I is. Do yeah, think that there is, and like and like, I, like I kind of alluded to earlier, you know, the fact that they can say, oh, this is going to be, you know, what we charge the insurance, but you don't have this, but we're going to charge you a different volume. We have kind of this sliding scale, and there's that's not just like some simple on piece of paper. You know, this is the uh, um, this is the wholesale rate. It's, and then this is what we're and then this is what you're going to get like no there's so many yes. so many different they pieces of machination they make so much money off of insurance there's you know? so many pieces of machination to allow them to be able to do that to justify mm-hmm. that and it's like if if it just gets so much so much stuff before we before we start talking about what the, what the how to solve it i think like a lot of stuff can just get simplified like exactly. I don't I don't know I that we agree. that things have to get added in. Yeah, everyone's over here trying to think of uh outside of the box think uh ways to figure things out. No, we just got to fix everything in the box. Yeah. Like do make the most of what we have. Like I'm sure we can add more. I'm sure there's there's stuff we could add on to make it better, but let's get all the other shit out I, first and see what we can I go believe from there. we have enough money yeah. and we get enough money as the government the government gets enough money from the taxpayers to take care of what we need, what we want to take care of, but we just don't because they are doing a shitty job of taking care of it and all the red tape that is involved of, of making sure that, that fun, the money actually goes to where it needs to go. Yeah. Well, yeah, insurance makes a shit ton of money um, with the way this is set up. For, uh, pharmaceutical companies and, and uh, oh, hospitals yeah. want to make a shit ton of money and it's all, and, and I, I get like to a certain extent, like especially with, with pharmaceuticals, because it takes like a decade of research before a new medication comes out. Mm-hmm. So they don't, so that's a lot of money that gets input uh, in R&D and whatnot before they see a dime. And not every every uh, uh, pill is actually going to make it onto the market. Not every pill is going to be profitable eventually. So I understand that there are other you know hurdles that have to be beat. But, you know, that's, again, that's the type of thing that, you know, I, I feel like we need people to like, you know, look at it from, you know, 30,000 feet and, 
just start trimming off whatever the excess and then we can get into the weeds and get into you know whatever the the specifics are that can be mm-hmm. changed pulled out added in whatever the fuck you know what i mean it's it's you know as the way that this thing is set up a total overhaul all right we're going to completely stop all of this and we're going to start something brand new that's just not quite possible no yeah, you but, can't do that but you know you can at least start trimming stuff down you know and I don't know. I feel like it's a whole other fucking. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, like how you financially, not only health wise, you know, we're doing, but just financially, because I mean that is a big. Because that's my biggest fear. You know what I'm saying? With what if yeah. something was to happen? Like, I have insurance, but insurance sucks. Yeah. It, it, either way, yeah. it's still like I know I'm not. You know, you know, if my girlfriend was to get pregnant right now, uh, we still got to figure out a way to pay thirteen thousand dollars. You know what I'm saying? Oh it's God. just like, why are we getting punished for you know? doing the right thing i'll tell you what to those two doctors that tried to strong strong on jesus before he goes in he is going to take so much codeine and morphine and we're going to give him so many articles (laughs) of cloth to throw at you if you don't fuck this up man you're getting fucking gowns cloths underwear fucking everything t-shirts jeans everything's getting thrown your ass serious question does usada's test for those drugs (laughs) because we're putting you in a cage i'll I'll break every test right now (laughs) i'll break any test you put in front of me right now yeah but no uh, I'm still on a shitload of pills. This is why. Uh, this where I keep my drugs. Ooh, Altoids. Altoids. Nice. Uh, still got my cancer medicine, uh, blood thinner, uh, something for glucose because my cancer medicine actually gave me diabetes. Thanks a lot. Oh shit. <laughs> uh, and then that's an oxy, and that's an orco. Okay. And there I keep go. all that on me at all times. So if you ever hear me. That's what you'll hear when it's I'm on. It's not Eric Dix, not my dog. Nope. Jesus. That's Jesus. My pills. That's the pills, uh, baby. That, that's just one meal. Like, I have to take that in the morning and that at night. Yeah. So I take it every morning I wake up and I take a uh, fuck load of pills and I have to do a meal replacement shake because some of the medicine is you need to take with food, but I don't eat breakfast. So it's a, it's a meal replacement shake in yeah. the morning Okay. with all my pills and then that's dinner pills. So, yeah, I'm on a bunch of drugs. Hope I don't get caught with them, but oh well. <laughs> well, they're prescribed. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. I'll pull the whole I got cancer card. Yeah, there you go. Which I haven't used yet. Which just just lift up your shirt. And oh, like, look man. at look at all of my nipples, officer. God oh, damn it! I need these I got, pills. I, got I look more, like a pig. <laughs> I got two more right here. I got the original one. I got the scar. I got a scar right here under uh, underneath the porta uh, cath for the chemo, which is still there. I don't know why they haven't taken it out. And then I they had something else uh, built in my neck. Uh, to catch clots, mm-hmm. so mm. that's what that little rod is right there. Okay, it's, yeah, it's like yeah. A filter that uh, just basically catches clots before they get to my uh, brain or heart. Damn. <laughs> May then, you always work. <laughs> yeah. 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 Put together with uh, sticks and stones right now, but it's working. Uh, the medicine I'm on is apparently very rare, also very expensive. Code word for expensive. Yeah. Uh, if I didn't have insurance, it would be fifteen thousand dollars a month. For oh. my cancer treatment. Fucking my cancer treatment. God damn it. Um, thank goodness for insurance. That works. Uh, and then the blood thinners are cheap. Everything else is relatively cheap. But yeah, the cancer medicine. And apparently I'm the only person in the Central Valley that's on it. Uh, oh. So, yeah. It's yeah. only been around for two years. So had this happened two years ago, I'd be I'd still be on chemotherapy and immunotherapy. Yeah, I remember when, uh, when, you, text, when you texted me about the fact that... Uh, because you said, yeah, I'm going to go in and I'm going to get this tested. And if I have this very, very, very specific type of fucking cancer, I can just take a pill. And I don't have to go through chemo and all that other shit. And 
And I remember you texted me like, yep, yeah, that's it. I'm going to be taking a pill for the rest of my life. And, and I was like, well, fuck, you know, we always talk about, you know, what are you, why you buy a scratcher? Why, what are the chances going to win the lottery? It's like, well, someone's got to fucking win it. And so, you know, I mean, all things considered, you know, it's, 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 uh, Your power that ball. particular sense, you look, <laughs> yeah, you lucked out. Son of a bitch. I, I can't win the regular power block. Keep yep. on trying to. Yep. <laughs> 750 million, I think, is the next. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I'll be buying tickets for that. <laughs> uh, but, I, always, I always do daily derby. I don't need a lot of money. I just need enough to pay off some debt. And that's it. You know what I mean? Hundred thousand dollars, that'd be good. You know, nah, man, after Uncle Sam takes you, got about forty five of that. Eh, still, that's enough to you know. I'm not going to retire off of that. But you and know, then I'll they're going to take and then he's going to take you again to the cleaners next year when you file taxes. Yeah, no shit. Up. Fucking anyway, <laughs> double dipping <laughs> doesn't even give you a reach around. Uh, yeah, no, I need the seven fifty million. <laughs> <laughs> to cover my taxes then my taxes for next year and then the taxes on that taxes yep and then i'll move to the cayman islands and not pay any taxes there you go speaking of taxes do you have anything else then no you got any special message you want to send anybody out there like any precautionary tales or anything yeah like i mean there really isn't any right it's just a freak accident wear your masks <laughs> if, you're doing, house, if yeah. you're doing housework fuck it wear a mask proper like ppe people ppe uh personal protective equipment Okay, there you go. Yep. The scientist here. Yep. He is the he is the fucking scientist from TGRI. The fucking uh, that <laughs> invented the ooze that created the Ninja there Turtles go. over there. So. <laughs> and I am I am also a member of uh, the American Society of Safety Professionals. I'm on their executive oh, board. God, so, executive you know I mean? board. What board aren't you on? Uh, fucking a board that pays me. <laughs> That's that. Those are the boards I need to be on. Fuck. That's right. The chairman, Eric Castillo. The sommelier, the board of safety. Yep. Yep. Uh, uh, the, he's a, the chief operating officer of the Big Penis Club. That's right. Goddamn right. <laughs> Fucking, I'm huggable, lovable, and ever so cuttable. Thicker Fucking, than a Snickers club. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm the good reverend. I'm a doctor. Fucking... Yeah, Doctor and Esquire. I'm. Uh, that's right. I fucking. Eric I am Esquire. <laughs> I am nothing if not well-rounded. We'll say that. That's right. <laughs> and we'll end out. Double anyway. entendre. Double <laughs> entendres. Yes. Well, Jesus, I, uh, we're glad that you, you. We're glad that you're here at all. Period. You know yeah. what I mean? But you know, especially yeah. you're on the on the the show and whatnot. And um, you know, we got love for you, baby. And we know Art's not here, but he he definitely does. Like for a while there, like I know you were. Very, very, you know, high on on his uh, mind and priority list and whatnot. So, yeah, I was able know. to help him out because I was a uh, that was another thing I was on in the hospital was CBD oil for the uh, for the muscle pain. Yeah, because I had bone pain and then I had muscle pain, and then now I only have is really joint pain, so it helps with that as well. But so I was on all sorts of CBD oils for that, and uh, I just remember how how relaxed it would make me feel. I didn't really have anxiety, but it would just make me feel real relaxed. So when Art was telling me about, he asked me about uh, anxiety once. He reached out to me and I said, bro, meet up right now. I got some CBD oil on me right now. And so we met up, uh, I think at Denny's. And like we started talking real quick. I was like, hold on, hold on. Let me give it to you real quick. Because I know if you've been having it as bad as you say you have, let's just fucking, I'll take it right now. Like, don't even hesitate. Yeah. So I gave him some drops right there in the parking lot of Denny's. <laughs> right there, like gay shade. There's nothing shady about that at all. Fuck. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I had. A, I mean, the guy was hurting and he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, man, he he said he felt good immediately, and it said he felt the best he has. So, and it looks like he's on the right path now with all his exercise. I think that will definitely yep. help. Yeah. Nothing. I mean, I love being outdoors, so I think that's a good way to to help with the anxiety yep. as well. It's just definitely Mother yep. Nature is great. I don't work out for my health. I'll tell you that. Yep. My physical health. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you worked out to be deadly. 
Uh, he shout out want, Tim he Kennedy. Want, Did you see Tim Kennedy recently? He doesn't in the news? want. He doesn't want. God damn, he's in that. the sports hall, the International Sports Hall of Fame. Well, no, on top of that, someone tried to break into his house. Oh yeah, wow. and he posted about <laughs> oh that God, shit. I yeah, I didn't see. I haven't seen that yet. Jesus Christ! So Look it up right now. After you go to our Instagram, we'll go to Tim Kennedy's Instagram. That motherfucker, fucking consecutive swipes, dude. Uh, he's fucking. Somebody tried to break into his house, and this motherfucker is like right there, like a fucking deadly. He, he let him. Team he let him try. You let him try, and, he's, and then once he got close to his kids' rooms, that's when he was like, "Oh, okay, well, no, no more waiting for the police to show up." And then that's when he stepped up. But of course, that's Tim Kennedy being Tim Kennedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that's he that's a, a special, special kind individual, of beast. <laughs> a special kind of beast right there. We yeah. should all try to be like Tim Kennedy. Okay, you yeah. guys, the shit. Unless you're Yoel Romero. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Yoel. I like the guy. Yeah, I love you. I love you, <laughs> Joe Rogan. I love you. So anyways, uh, you want to bring us anyway, home? Yeah, you know, uh, just uh, shout out to love to Jesus and Art and everyone out there. You know, everyone's got stuff going on, you know. Uh, I've been uh, I've been a little more vocal about my, uh, uh, my my issues with depression and, you know, and everyone needs something different, you know what I mean? Um, I'm on pills and I, I've tried a few different pills that work for me. Some people just need therapy. Some people need a uh, uh, big old bag of weed. Uh, yeah, exactly. You know, whatever the fuck <laughs> it is. Don't let, unless, unless it's, unless it's a, like a trained professional that's like actually working with you, don't let anyone tell you you do or do not need something. Fucking make sure that they know who you are and they actually know what they're fucking doing, man, because... You know, you you might not need that all those fucking pills, and you know, well, maybe maybe you do. I don't know, fucking, but don't 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 tell you otherwise. And and the Art and Jacob Do America podcast, and all of and everyone in our extended family, we're we're here for you. We love you, baby. So anyway, do the Art of O kiss. <laughs> Send this one out to Chucho and Delano. Wait for me in the pinta. <laughs> <laughs> so it does. Go to Facebook, like the Art and Jacob Do America page, join the Art and Jacob Do America pay, uh, group. Fucking uh, send us topics. You know, let us know. We 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 try to interact through through the Facebook page, and we got some people that the regulars on there as well. Um, fucking Jesus is one of them. You know, fucking uh, mm-hmm. you can watch us net live now on YouTube. You know, we are uh, not we're not on Facebook live anymore. We're on YouTube live. Um, and uh, look at that fucking 75 million people watching this right now on YouTube God Live. Damn. Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. God damn. Um, we should be getting paid for this. If you go to, oh, <laughs> if you go to, uh, uh, let's see what else. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram. Uh, Art is at Robots vs. Robots. That's Robots vs. Robots. Jacob over here basically is at Art and Jacob Do America. And you can find me at EB Castillo the First. That's with a number one EB as an Eric Ben Castillo the First. Uh, Jesus, where can we find you at if people want to follow you? Jfuent33, J-F-U-E-N-T-33, at and it's Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat. Uh, yep. I think there's something else I'm on. I don't even know. You can farmers find meat. Me, far, or, uh, farmers only. Farmersonly.com, <laughs> yeah. I want to find me a woman with a strong backbone. Fucking, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm on Twitter at ebcastillo 2 uh, let's see. If you go to notdeadgetapparel.com, uh, you can get a bunch of good swag, whether it's uh, just T-shirts, you know, or you can actually get fitness gear. You can get jujitsu gear um, for uh, stickers, uh, uh, spats. You can get uh, uh, water bottles, all sorts of stuff, caps. Uh, and you can use code EBCastillo at checkout for 10% off. Uh, they do some great stuff over there, and they support some great causes, including they do have a fuck cancer line. Um, and part of the proceeds from that particular line do go to uh, uh, cancer awareness and uh, cancer research. And I, I, I don't remember off the top of my head which one it is, but I brought up before the specific um, uh, charity that they, they donate to. And it, it is legit. You know what I mean? This isn't one of those things where they're going to donate to an organization and the organization is going to you know, pay the CEO. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So, you know, not that you have com, uh, EB Castillo for 10% off. And I think, you know, find us on Instagram. Uh, 
Instagram, da, 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 uh, iTunes, iTunes, yes. on YouTube. Yeah, YouTube. We do have a YouTube channel where all our things are. Uh, we're on iTunes. You can find us on uh, pretty much any podcasting platform except for Stitcher. Yeah, fuck Stitcher. Fuck a Stitcher. Any place that asks for your social security number, I don't goddamn trust. So fuck you, so. Stitcher. You ain't getting my social security number. You ain't stealing my ID. You ain't sending it to the Guatemalan. Guatemala. It's the North Koreans. Yeah, it's fuck that. Fuck that. I do except not need listeners. <laughs> yeah, except for, our, except for our North Korean listeners. God bless you. Thank all you all. All two of you. All two of los you. Co- los Cocoates. <laughs> the Los Cocoates. That's right. Our Jakarta and Los Cocoates. Did you ever find a fourth one? We're not sure yet, man. Let us know. Let us know. I, somebody oh. did ask me what is Cocoates means. It means peanuts. And that's, <laughs> it's part of an inside joke that I wasn't even a part of. That was a total Art and Jacob kind of a joke. And then uh, I'll wait till Art's here so we can. And then, uh, but now it's, it's just become a thing. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so the Los Cocoates, we appreciate all of you. Um, email us at artandjacobdoamerica at gmail.com. Uh, you know, fucking send us uh, topics, ask us questions. Send Eric nudes. Send me nudes. Fucking tasteful uh, nudes. Uh, Burlesque. <laughs> yeah, yes. you know what I mean. I, like I said, I just just uh, start slow. Send me a pinky toe. You know what I mean, and then we'll go from there. Oh, you know what I mean. That's fucking, how you, get down. you know Thanks. what I mean. We gotta start somewhere. We gotta start somewhere. You know what I mean. Like fucking. Fucking, uh, what else? What else? What else? Send me the nasty stuff. There you go. Send, send us <laughs> the nasty stuff. All your hate mail goes to Jacob. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> fuck me. <laughs> fuck cancer and fuck me. How about that? And then, oh, send me uh, Rainbow Sasquatch art meme. I need a tattoo of my beer drinking buddy. You know what I mean? I'm put on my back back leg and. Uh, I'm still waiting for those temporary tattoos from the last episode. There you go. And uh, oh, we did talk about that. I forgot about that. I, I know there's a lot. Takashi I forgot 16. about. Jacob uh, Art needs uh, Ben Shapiro stuttering, and uh, Jacob's been requesting new theme song ideas. You know what I mean? So anything you got, lots guys. of stuff. And you know what? Just just shout it, send a shout out. Art and Jacob do America at gmail.com. You know what I mean? We all got access to it and. So that's that's how that goes. But anyway, that's uh, shout out to Elizabeth Jackman. Shout out to Elizabeth Warren. Uh, tell your mom and your boo boo too. That just doesn't sound right, man. It doesn't. Uh, you can't do it, brother. I'll just put it. I'll put a sample in there. There we go. Uh, that sounds good. Put it. I tell you, Batman, you baby too. Do it right <laughs> here. All right. There, there we go. go. There it is. That was beautiful. Beautiful. It's like he's in the room, man. Fucking hey. Uh, I don't believe in God. Anyway, so with that. <laughs> So with that said, disrespectful. Oh, it's love. It comes from a place of love. So with that said, have a good night. Be good out there. (laughs) This message is brought to you by Deadpool. Gentlemen, how well do you know your happy sack? I'm sure you rummage around downstairs more than mommy would like, but it's time you started paying attention to your favorite pastime because that bag of beans bouncing around in your hand could be trying to kill you. What? Yeah, because testicular cancer is the most common form of cancer in men aged between 15 and 35. It's time to fight back. Hold each of your manberries, or as I like to call them, smooth criminals, in turn between your thumb and fingers. Give them a gentle roll around. Don't get too excited though. You're on a mission here. You also need to check the tubes around the back. That's the spermatic cord and epididymis, but I'm sure you knew that. If at any point you feel an unusual lump, size shift, or irregularity, don't ignore it like a pussy. Man up and talk to your doctor. The alternative is not an option. Check those bad boys at least once a month after a bath or shower, so the next time you're shopping for one in the sexy salad section, remember to tweak the tomatoes before you go cucumber crazy. (laughs) Puns. Hashtag touch yourself tonight.